Hello, you're listening to Wolves Radio. I'm Gemma Frith and this week I'm joined again by Mikey Burrows for another episode of Wolves Weekly. Now we've been here, there and everywhere over the past few weeks, Mikey. So Wolves Weekly has become a slightly more sporadic Wolves Sometimes Weekly. Um, but how are you? What have yeah, you been up uh, to? Hang on, hang on. We, <laughs> we need to apologise to everyone because you were on a cruise yeah. paid for. Yeah, you were being not paid for fun, to be I'd like there. to say. <laughs> well, it was fun. but <laughs> Hanging out with Steve Ball and Andy Thompson, you took Tomo away from me and you were just living it up on the sea while I was preparing for Leeds United. <laughs> yeah, I mean, perks of the job, um, but it was very, it was a very um, important work outing, I promise. I didn't just go on a jolly on a cruise. Um, there'll be lots of material and content coming from that soon. And, and honestly, it was, it was, it was really, really good fun. And some of the videos that we're going to have coming out from that are absolutely hilarious. So I'm sorry for taking time away from you and, and, and Bully as well, bringing, us, bringing him on board, but it was, um, a lot of fun and um unfortunately it meant that i couldn't be here on wolves weekly but um, um there's also been a couple of couple of fixtures um that we haven't actually had a chance to speak about on here uh, we had leads away the amazing result Everton at home um and then of course crystal palace on saturday which i suppose is an afternoon to forget at selhurst park um after such an incredible match at home on um, the Monday night just before yeah. it, you know, it, it was just, it was difficult result to take, um, and our unbeaten run has, has come to an end. But but what were your thoughts on the match against Crystal Palace, Mikey? I think you're right. In it, it's been a real up and down couple of matches, and actually a result from each of the ones to go. And you can probably go back again further to to the turnaround at Villa as well. To to maybe talk about something we spoke about on our post match on Saturday about. The way different teams set up against Wolves at the minute is actually quite fascinating. And, and it's clear that if teams do what Everton and maybe Watford did, which was sit off and allow Wolves to play, people like Ruben Neves, Giammatino completely control the game. Trincao makes those little runs, finds space between the midfield and defence, and suddenly Wolves are on the front foot and are attacking and everybody's on the edge of their seat, and it's great. You come up against a team like Palace and maybe like Brentford, where they are much better at pressing, much more in your face, and not allowing the Wolves players to settle. One of the things that was really noticeable about Palace was how they were really pressing onto Max Kilman mm. and Romain Saiz to not allow that platform that Wolves normally have to build from. And so, you know, Bruno is new to Wolves. He's new to being a first-team coach in England, let's be honest. And so it's a new experience for him as well in learning that element of we're now at a stage of season where teams will have watched us, they'll have seen what we do, and they'll have come up with a plan and an idea to try and counteract it. And therefore, it's now up to Bruno to try and be able to, to do that. And sometimes that will have to be done in you know, mid-game. Mm. And, and that's the kind of where the, the head coach, the manager really kind of earns his corn and that'll be really fascinating to see well yeah we now go into the international break so we have plenty of time for bruno to work on some of those things with the with the remaining squad and a bit of rest and recovery as well for that some of those players but the training round is going to be a little bit quieter as we've got 13 players who have been called up for international duty over the next fortnight um jose Sarr is joining nelson Smedo, ruben neves and jean martinio with portugal which is amazing um and then we've got the usuals that have all gone off with their countries as well we've got connor with england 
again, which is absolutely amazing to see. Leander with Belgium, Romain Saiz with Morocco, Willy Bolly with Ivory Coast, and then uh, Raul Jimenez has joined up with the Mexico squad again, which is amazing for him to be able to rejoin them. And um, He Chan Huang has also gone to uh, join his South Korea team. Um, but we've also got three players who are competing in the under-21s. We've got Fabio, who's playing with the under-21s for Portugal, and Kiana, who has rejoined with the under-21s for the Netherlands as well. And... On his first ever England call-up, our under-23s goalkeeper, Louis Molden, is linking up with the England under-20s on their international fixture camp. So that's absolutely amazing for him. Um, now, we haven't seen anything of him, of course, with the first team, but he has been playing a lot with the under-23s. Um, he joined us in the summer. What have your first impressions of Louis Molden been, Mikey? He's really impressive, you know, and he's an impressive guy off the pitch as well, Gemma. You'll have seen plenty of him kind of around the place and around Mm. the training ground. Goalkeepers tend to be quite confident anyway. It's generally in their nature and they have to be. (laughs) But not in an arrogant way. And I think that's probably the best Mm. way to describe him. You know, he's a very confident, bright, intelligent boy or man now, but not there's no sense of arrogance or cockiness about him he is just him and believes in what he's doing and he's been on a really interesting path because he came and had a game on trial last season Mm -hmm. and did okay but you know he it didn't look like Wolves were going to sign him and he went and he tried his hand elsewhere and you know as players do at that type of age where they're looking for an opportunity they're looking for a club to take a chance and and because of the changes at Wolves in the summer there was a rethink and they said, yeah, let's give this kid an opportunity. And it's meant that Andreas Sondergaard has been able to go out on loan. And Louis had that chance to play week in, week out, but crucially be part of the first team. Mm-hmm. To be there, part of the Tony, Tony Roberts team, part of that squad of goalkeepers. You know, he will play on a, on a night, say like on a Friday night against West Brom at Molyneux for the under-23s, get in a car and go straight down and join up with the first team to be there on Saturday at Crystal Palace. You know, the kid is putting in the effort. Yeah, definitely. To try and progress his career. And as a goalkeeper, there are still things to work on. There always are with goalkeepers. Goalkeepers probably don't. If you talk to Matt Murray, as I, I try not to as much as possible. <laughs> you know, goalkeepers probably don't mature until late 20s, early 30s in, in reality. Let's be honest. Because they can go on for a lot longer. But they don't know the ins and outs until they're a lot later so there are little elements but from what you've seen he looks a really promising keeper and as I say I don't know what you think but he seems a really nice lad yeah no definitely I mean you're right from just sort of around the training ground not only is he a hard worker I mean to be honest Tony Roberts the goalkeeping coach has all three of our goalkeepers working incredibly hard I mean they're the first ones out of training and the last ones to leave and um, yeah they are they are um, very hard working and Louis is very dedicated, as you say, doing as, twice as much travelling as everybody else between all of these all of these matches. So, in addition to that, he is just he's just a lovely kid. Like he says hello to everybody. Um, he he always makes the effort to sort of you know say hi to everybody around the training ground or if you see them in the canteen. So he's yeah he's a really great kid, and it's so lovely that he's managed to get this um, call up because it seems so deserved with all of the hard work that that he's putting in. Um, I actually remember when the sort of first time we saw him in action in, in the on the pre-season training camp in Marbella um we sort of got to know him around the training ground and stuff but we you know we hadn't seen him we hadn't seen him play because it'd been Jose Sara and John Ruddy um and then it was in one of the um friendly matches that we had um 
that he was in goal and suddenly he just he just came to life and he was so vocal from the back and he was and he was sort of shouting out demands to players that are much more you know he was shouting out instructions to players that have much more senior than him <laughs> but that didn't phase him and it was it was really great to see and I was like wow okay it makes you sort of sit up and notice so yeah great great one to watch well there's a point worth making here Gem about you know the evolution of the under 23s because the James Collins team is completely different to mm. what it was last season and you know he's playing in behind a back four a back five that is completely different to the one that he played in in his trial game last season mm-hmm. and most of those players were the senior players within the group Christian Marquez was captain he's gone out on loan Nigel Lonvike's gone out on loan so you look at that system Lewis Richards Hugo Breno have been injured as well Oscar mm. Burr is still on the comeback trail from being injured Luke Matheson had gone out on loan so all of a sudden you're not just into a new team you're into a, a, a team that is completely new it's not like the other 10 have been playing together yeah. and you're the guy who's come in so almost straight away, he has to be a senior leader within that group because mm-hmm. a lot of them are quite young yeah, and they're quite new to it. And I think that's what's impressive. And you mentioned just, you know, his demeanour coming from, it would have been really interesting coming and easy coming from Manchester City to be like, you know, I, I've been there, I've been at Man City, I'm, I'm the big guy. He's not. Mm. And that's what I think people, especially at this football club, really appreciate yeah absolutely absolutely how have the under 23s been getting on Mikey over the past few weeks well as I say it's been a, a, a an interesting one because of the change around in the team mm-hmm. they've had some good results they went up to Newcastle uh, a couple of weeks ago I made that long journey up to the Northumberland <laughs> FA so you get all the glamour stuff going on <laughs> paid for cruises and I'm in Northumberland <laughs> on a cold Monday night watching the under 23s thankfully they won um, John Joe Shelby <laughs> played for Newcastle in that game and actually James Collins admitted it was probably the worst they'd played for a while and yet they mm-hmm. won the game they had a really creditable draw at Aston Villa um, they had the draw with West Brom uh, on uh, Molyneux last Friday last mm-hmm. game in the Premier League too and West Brom had been flying this year West Brom were terrible the year before they, you know, they, and again this is what under 23 football is mm. you know you get a group of players come through and all of a sudden it changes and it yeah. will change again after Christmas, by the way, because a lot of those players then will go out on loan. Yeah. So the league, you can't judge the Premier League two table and literally until Easter because, mm. it, it, you know, teams are completely different for the second half of the season than they were in the first. Yeah. So it, they've done really well in terms of how many players have gone out on loan. Key players as well. Austin Samuels, Theo Corbinu. Uh, you know, they've lost Taylor Perry from in midfield. They had a couple of players like Hong Wan and Sadu Diallo who moved on last summer. So they're in this position where, again, there's another group of young players coming through. But there are those who are taking opportunities. Jack Hodnett has looked good. Dexter Lembekisa, who's a young left wing back, who's big and strong, who's only just turned 18, who's really taken his opportunity with Hugo Bueno and Lewis Richards being out injured. So... There are, you know, it is all about progression. It is all about the next players coming through and seeing if they can take an opportunity. One player I would like to mention, Jem, because mm-hmm. we've done this an awful lot, and I've pretty much <laughs> never mentioned him on here because he didn't really play much last year, and yet he arrived at the club two years ago or so under a bit of a fanfare because he was Paris Saint-Germain's captain at under-19 level. Oh and that's goodness. a kid called Raphael Nair. <laughs> and Raphael Nair arrived, and he wasn't the biggest, 
So it took him a while to kind of get acclimatised. And when he first arrived, Max Kilman was still playing under-23s football. Oh, my goodness. So, it, you know, he didn't get in the team. And then Christian Marquez came through. So he was the kid that was promoted in there. And as that team has evolved, Rafael Nair has been the guy in the background and been on the bench and waiting for an opportunity. This year, because Lon Vike and Marquez have gone out on loan, it's his chance. Oh, and amazing. all of a sudden, he's the senior guy in the team and he's playing absolutely superbly. Now, I don't know whether it's ever going to be to a level that will challenge for the first team, but suddenly they have a leader in amongst it. They have a reliable, consistent performer. And from a club point of view, there will be interest in taking him on loan. And that's the perfect example of what they're doing at the under-23s in trying to develop players both on the pitch and off the pitch. Sometimes it'll be really quick. Morgan Gibbs-White mm -hmm. flew through the 23s. Yeah. Sometimes it takes time, and he's one to keep an eye on this season. Definitely one to watch out for. Well, when is the next um, under-23s under game that um, people can come along to? Well, Premier League 2 is really interesting at the minute, Gem. They are away at Birmingham City in another derby next up. So they've played Villa and West Brom already this season. So that's going to be an interesting matchup to see how mm. they go. The next one at Agbra at Kidderminster, and fans are allowed in this season. There have been a couple of hundred for all the games so far. It's been brilliant to get support in there. They're up against Norwich Monday 29th of November. So if fans do want to come along and watch the under-23s and see the next generation yes. of potential superstars, then that's the time to do it. Yes, absolutely. Get yourselves down there and see the under-23s in action in the same way as well that you should definitely, if you haven't already, come down and watch Wolves women play as well. They had an absolutely phenomenal result at home on Sunday. They beat Hull City Ladies 7-0 in the first round of the Women's National League Cup. An absolutely incredible result and what a show they put on in front of the home crowd as well. At half-time, the scoreline was 1-0 um, thanks to Helen Dermody's opening goal. Uh, just before half-time. Then in the second half, the goals just kept rolling in. Beth Merrick, who signed in the summer, and we've spoken about her before, she's a Wolves fan and a season ticket holder herself, she scored her first goal, which must mean the absolute world to her. Um, and we also saw two from Amber Hughes, who's been out for a number of weeks injured, so it was brilliant to have her back and, and back on the score sheet as well with a brace. Um, and then Anna Morfins, Amy Dickens scored as well, and the final goal came from Ali Miller to round off a very deserved win. Um, so they're still unbeaten in all competitions, um, which is amazing. But Dan McNamara really, really doesn't want to focus on that. And he keeps saying in post-match interviews that, you know, that's not that's not the focus. You know, runs come to an end at, at some point. But um, it's been a tough few weeks for them in the league, even though they've had some positive results. So he was actually really delighted with their performance on Sunday night. And um, hopefully they will now continue that into their next few games. As next up, they have another cup game. And this is going to be the first round of this season's FA Cup. Now, we both remember very well how incredible their cup run was last season. So it would be amazing for them to do something similar again this year. Um, and that was those incredible efforts last year that saw them awarded their very deserved upward movement into the third tier this summer. So um, they'll be facing Kalsa Sporting away from home this Sunday. So 
away from home this week but make sure you get yourselves to a home game at the CKW Stadium soon um, it, it is absolutely incredible to watch and see how well they are doing um, it's just yeah absolutely phenomenal and then top of the top of the uh, league at the moment so they're doing really really well um, and also in, in addition to making sure you go down and watch the matches the women's kit has also been launched now in the mega store um, so if you're starting to write your Christmas lists make sure you check it out because that is absolutely amazing that we that we're able to do that and have the Energy Angels sponsored kit um, available and on sale so yeah really good time to be a Wolves women fan at the moment yeah it's been amazing for them uh, and I know you speak to Dan far more than I do at the minute because uh, you know everything's so busy and, but I think he was on the cruise mm. wasn't he he was another one <laughs> he was, yeah. living it up on the cruise it was unbelievable um, <laughs> we had a great time yeah I bet you did I bet you did uh, we, could do, we could do a podcast just on that but maybe not but um, listen it, you know I, I'm so happy for them because you mentioned the cup run last year and it, it felt unique to watch them beat these teams from tier three. Mm-hmm. And then that's why I've never been surprised when they went up yeah. that they've done as well as they have at tier three. Because mm-hmm. the two teams they beat, I mean, certainly Watford got promoted. They were top of the, yeah. the southern version of tier three. So it, to me, it wasn't a surprise that they've done well this year. I don't think it's really a surprise to them either because they are so well organized and they really so yeah. well drilled and everything they're doing. And as you say, it's great to see them scoring goals. It's funny because you and I have this thing where sometimes when we see results coming through and we'll message each other, we kind of <laughs> stop doing it now because there's so many goals <laughs> yeah. and so many things going on that you just can't keep up can't with keep it. Can't keep up it's with all ridiculous. the goals they're scoring, no. <laughs> no, it's, it's absolutely amazing. And yeah, some of their performances have been, been incredible. And I know that, yeah, aside from the results they've had, which have all been positive results, you know, Dan hasn't been very happy with the way they've played over the last few weeks. So yeah, it's amazing to see them back back to it and yeah, scoring lots and lots of goals so we'll have to maybe get back to to texting each other with the with the results and we'll have to go down to a Wolves and Min game soon as well the two of us and um that'll be that'll be really really nice um but that is all for this week if you'd like anything in particular answered then you can always tweet either of us uh, at Jen Frith or at Mikey Burrows on Twitter but we will see you soon and hopefully next week it won't be sort of another hiatus and we'll see you in a couple of weeks hopefully we'll be back next week so we'll see you then <laughs>